What's up, everyone? It's another episode of Draw and Talk, and uh, it is part two of our interview with Steph Cannon. If you didn't listen to part one, go listen to part one. Hit the subscribe button to get more of these interviews. But Steph, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Not, not bored from our not bored yet. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's been awesome. <laughs> all right, sweet. So um, we talked. We just we got done talking about the collaborative process in comics. Um, a big thing with this, this channel is that a lot of the people who do listen to this or comment or email me, they're people who are wanting to get into comics. Um, they're, they're newbies. Yeah. Um, and so, um, a big thing that I am a proponent of, um, is I'm a proponent of doing mini stories, um, before you do a bigger story, and I'm talking about either like a one pager, a two pager, a four pager, and then like working yourself to a, a one shot, and then maybe a little mini, a, a limited series, and then maybe going for your big. Every writer has their big Watchmen magnum opus story. Yep. And that's what they want to do first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Steph, why should writers not do that? Well, I think there's, an, I mean, the biggest successes that I've had right now have all been with my shorter comics. Mm -hmm. And what it does is when you're first starting out, especially, I mean, I think it's rare that you find a writer that can just, um, write all day long and not have another job. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So your time is limited and usually your funds are too. So, and creating a comic book can be really expensive when you're doing, you know, a, you know, 15 issue, uh, series, or if you're doing a really long graphic novel, it can be really expensive to get the art done. Yeah. So you could easily start with short comics and do a few and really get stuff under your portfolio so that you have things to show people and go, Hey, you know, this is what I'm capable of. Um, because writing short comics is challenging, especially one pagers mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, you really so have to, it's really hard. It's really hard, but I love it. And, um, I will continue to do them because they're, they're pretty, uh, you know, I don't want to say quick and easy, but it is kind of a quick and easy way to get some of your work out there and get Mm -hmm. that, you know, I mean, that was kind of the first thing I did, of course, was write a graphic novel script. (laughs) (laughs) But after that happened, I kind of went, oh, now what? Because now I have to wait a year for the art to be done. How am I going to get people's attention? Yeah. And so um, I had a couple people give me the advice to just do uh, try anthologies and do short comics and get a website going. And that's really my biggest advice is uh, get a website going as soon as you can, even if it's just a blog that you have on there talking about your thoughts on the writing process. It just kind of gets people uh, interested in what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Do you um do you find um do you find that having the, those um a small a portfolio helps you gain trust among artists who you talk with? Oh yeah, I I think it does, and that I've actually had a few that have asked me, you know, and I think for them, um, because I'm sure it happens where you have these people that have these big ideas, whether it's a long comic or a short comic. And they want to get it done and they go through the process of talking to the artist and the artist sends them samples and they go back and forth talking about it for a while and then maybe they just kind of drop off. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure for an artist that's a little frustrating because that's time, you know, yeah. and effort that they're putting forth in a potential job. 
So um, if you have a portfolio, you can kind of show, hey, you know, I'm, I'm legitimately interested in doing this story with you. And I've done, you know, I've worked with other artists before because um, you, you want to have a good reputation. And um, that's what publishers are going to be looking for as well. Yeah. You don't want to be that writer who can't finish a series and uh, you want to be a finisher. You want to be a finisher. Yes. Um, Yes. I remember I, I have a, I have a graphic novel. It's not in print anymore because we ran out. I should probably print some more. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was a sci-fi and I was talking with the artist and he was like, I don't know. Like I've been, I've, I've been duped by some, by previous writers. I don't know if I want to stick around for a five issue comic book. And yeah, luckily I was able to show previous work, say, Hey, no, I'm committed and I'll, um, I can stick, I'll stick around. And because of it, he was able, he stuck around. Um, yeah. Cause artists, yeah, they're very, um, as they should be, um, di- almost maybe a little distrusting, um, in the indie comic book scene because, um, you know, everyone has lives. There's, there is money. Um, I think a lot of people need to realize this. As a writer, you are probably and most likely going to have to pay an artist. That is the yeah. reality. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's not a good idea to go and ask for. You know, <laughs> no. I mean, and there's the the thing is, is it does happen, especially if you already know somebody and you can work at a deal. Mm-hmm. But um, typically, an artist needs to eat and live, <laughs> and yeah. they are relying on that as, you know, they're putting in a lot of hard work to draw a page. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's, you gotta, and it's a little bit of a sticker shock when you write something and realize, Oh, I have to pay this much amount for each page just to get it done. So what can, uh, what is a tip for, and I'm actually asking this question cause I want to know as well. Um, when I started, before I started drawing my, uh, my graphic novel, the hard line right now that I'm doing, I I had a particular art style that I wanted to go with, but I wanted to test the waters out. And I was like, maybe I'll do a couple two page stories that I, that I'll write and then I'll illustrate them. And I could not for the love of me, write a two page story, let alone a (laughs) one page story. And so because of that on my YouTube channel, I said, Hey, everyone who listens to this pitch, a pitch, a two page story to me in the comments and I will pick three and draw them. Um, and the stories I got were great. The two the two pager stories I got were absolutely great, and I loved drawing them. And because of them, I was able to start the graphic novel. But I still, for the love of me, cannot draw um, write a two page. I'm a I'm that big magnum opus guy. I can only write four to six issue stories and then make them longer. So Steph, the one page god right now. <laughs> what are what are your tips for being able to write and script a one to two page story? You have to kind of it helps if you pick a genre that you really love and want to do. That's kind of the first thing that you need to to kind of choose. You know, don't maybe not do something that is going to be a challenge for you that you maybe have written if you don't do a lot of fantasy writing or don't like fantasy. That's probably not what you should start off with. Mm-hmm. But um, the trick is to pick a story that can be told very quickly. So you don't need to necessarily worry about exposition or character arcs or, you know, what the character has <laughs> been through. You just kind of have to really will it down to a very simple thing, you know, and think about a situation that you could put a character in where the reader is still going to care about them a little bit, even though they don't know them very well mm-hmm. and they're not going to. And then put them through something that can be very brief. And we all kind of deal with 
things in our lives, our everyday lives that happen to us during our day when we're talking about our day. You know, there might be one really weird or frustrating or a crazy thing that happened during our day, but the rest of it was pretty normal. Mm -hmm. But we're going to focus on that one weird thing that happened to us. And that's kind of like how you have to look at writing a short comic is think about it as it's just one event that happened and then it ended. And what does that mean for that character? I'm not going to lie, Steph. I was listening to you the whole time and I'm still just struggling because I've read (laughs) I've read your one pagers. And I've read like the I did those the two pages for those other people, and I don't know by the end of reading yours and reading theirs, I felt though that I knew the bigger story. Yeah, How do you do I, I mean, that? and that's the hope. I think <laughs> I think it's I think you have to think of a, a scene, you know, think of a scene in a movie um, that you've really loved, and there there is kind of a bigger, you know, there's a bigger story to be told in that movie. You have to start with that. And, and then just sort of kind of build around it. I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's just something that some people are going to have an easier time with and others might kind of struggle with. <laughs> <I'm struggling>. um, <laughs> it's Well, it's funny because I've written so many short comics now and now I'm going back and trying to write a limited series and I'm struggling a little bit because... How do I make this Oh, longer? no, now I have to, you know, I have to think about character arcs and mm-hmm. all these other things. And um, so it's definitely more, I mean, each one has its own challenge yeah um i tend to think that writing uh short horror comics is a little bit easier because it's it's pretty it's it's pretty good to kind of do a quick scare yeah and and tell kind of a quick it's a little bit more difficult if you're going with like a drama or you know because then you're kind of missing all these nuances of the character and what they're going through but if you can scare a reader you can you can usually do that pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, so that's a really easy genre to start with. If you enjoy horror, you like writing horror, that's always a good kind of good place to start with. And I like how you said that you've written so many at this point that it's it's probably pretty easy for you. Yeah, it's kind of in my comfort zone right now. I enjoy it. I mean, and I'm okay with, you know, people thinking I'm the short comic <laughs> person. <laughs> I do get comments now where people are like, Oh, you're going to do longer content, right? Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to, you know, stay in this one lane. But it is it is fun to uh, have done as many as I have, which aren't, it's not a ton, but I am involved in a few anthologies. So I've got a few, mm-hmm. you know, kind of breaking away from the one to two pagers and going more to like eight, yeah. you know, eight to ten pagers, which are still still challenging. Yeah, still challenging to do. <laughs> but because of this, so you've able you're able to gradually um, grow and get, you know, if you start off, if, if, a, if a writer starts off with, uh, and you're kind of an exception because uh, you got an artist pretty quick on your graphic novel, yeah, <laughs> um, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> everyone listening is like, I'm so envious. <laughs> um, but if you, you need to have, you need to have, you need to know as a new writer, you need to know what it takes, what, what it, it, what getting into comics is like. And just to throw yourself into a twelve issue story, you're not, you're not, you're gonna get. Uh, how do I say this? And this is this is the part where I'd edit out, but I'm too lazy to to edit this. <laughs> um, there's a lot of problems that are gonna that you're gonna learn, and you have to learn how to deal with in the comic book making. And you do not, you don't want to have to experience those in a twelve issue story. You'd rather learn that in a one pager. Yes. Like, yeah, oh, I totally agree with like, that. Oh, I'd ra- oh, this is how I deal. I deal with this next time in my next one pager, and then slowly expand to four, then eight, ten, and then hopefully a one shot, and then 
graphic novel. But you but you started though with a graphic novel. How does that how does that compare doing this graphic novel? Um how does that compare to you doing your current like shorter stories and your anthologies? What do you wish you had maybe known be- known before you did the graphic novel? Oh gosh, it's so different because I was so hyper focused on writing the graphic novel script and it takes a long time and I I busted mine out pretty quick actually for mm. I mean it, sometimes people work for years on that which is totally okay because I always say there's no there's no right or wrong way to have you know no right or wrong pace yeah. in writing a story it's whatever works best for you um but you know you're you're so focused on that story and it can be cut come kind of obsessive where you're you're thinking about it all the time and the characters and maybe you know you've plotted it out beforehand but then as you're writing it it's going to change a little bit or you're going to realize that you need to add you know a little bit more uh towards the third act or there's all these little things that go into creating a really long story and being consistent Mm -hmm. and when you're writing every day you got to remember to be consistent and stay in the character's heads yeah. Um, and so that can be a little bit of a challenge. And then when you go and do a short comic, you can usually get it done way quicker. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's only a one page script or a two page script, but even like an eight page script, you can, I mean, I've been able to do those pretty quickly and there's a, there's like an instant gratification, a satisfaction when you finish a script. And of course, you know, you got to go back and edit it and do rewrites. But when you finish that first draft, it's so satisfying and it's kind of, you know, you, it's really exciting to think about, okay, now I can kind of almost start thinking about my next project. But when you're doing a really long script, there's no, it's feels like there's no end in sight sometimes. (laughs) Do you have any, now that you've done uh, like some anthologies and some shorter comics, do you have any regrets? Have you changed anything in Bandera since? A little bit. And it's, it's interesting to go back and read it now because Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm getting the art back. And so now we're kind of, you know, we're doing lettering in between when that happens. And it's kind of interesting to go back and read what I first wrote a year ago. And also when I was still pretty inexperienced and I, you know, I'm still a little, yeah. <laughs> I'm still newish, <laughs> but back then I was very, that was my first thing I had ever written. Yeah. And so you learn with everything that you write and you also learn the more people that you meet and you read what they're uh, writing and their kind of tips and how they do things. You just are always learning based on the people that you know and the things that you write. And then you go back and go, wow, I, I wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I would have done that differently. So yeah, we'll be doing some little, you know, minor tweaks here and there uh, to it, but it won't be anything major, like, you know, major plot points or anything like that. But the great thing is though that you have you that you'll have this finished work, and then the then there's always the next project that you can do better. Yes, yeah, you and you kind of want to look at it that way. You always want to see. You never want to get to this point where you go, "I'm totally happy with how I'm writing. That I wouldn't change a thing." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to be happy with what you're doing, but you also want to uh, learn and grow with each project. And um, I think I think even the pros would say that. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're exactly. probably still. They're just like us, too. They're learning and growing with each thing uh-huh. that they write. That's why when you look at somebody's early work versus the stuff they're doing now, there's usually a big difference. Yeah. And like a lot of people, I know a lot of creators, they have the mindset of, you know, every story is their baby, but they have that one story that's their baby. And they are like, I will not I will not put this out until it's perfect. But they lose the aspect. They lose the once you finish a product, that's when you really see all the flaws. 
and yeah. they lose that they lose that learning ability that learning opportunity whereas if they were just to get their baby done and then they'll see all the flaws they can make another baby and make it a little better yeah exactly. <laughs> have, and have more and more babies <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, a whole bunch of them all over the place yes so and so you said that you're so you were you're currently working on like a limited a limited series it's graphic novel some mm-hmm. one pagers and anthologies what what advice can you give to someone who's how do you how do you manage that all, all this what advice can you give to managing all these projects i think you have to know what type of uh, person you are work wise, because some people get really overwhelmed really easily and they have to just stick with one thing, which mm-hmm. is totally okay. And other people kind of thrive on having, you know, uh, you know, they're juggling. So there's all these balls in the air. And, uh, that's kind of what I like to do too, because I never want to feel stagnant yeah, or like I don't have anything going on. And, um, for me, sometimes it's kind of nice to bounce between different projects. If I have a few things going on at once, um, and kind of take a break from one thing and, and move on and work on the other thing for a little while and then kind of feel refreshed in mm-hmm. that way. So it's really about recognizing what you can do, um, what you're capable of doing that isn't going to leave you feeling overwhelmed or um, not challenged enough. And so, and that's kind of different for everybody, but, um, if you're, if you're able to, if you're the type of person that doesn't get overwhelmed and, and is going to feel um, really inspired and driven to have a bunch of things coming out. Um, for me, that's that's the biggest thing is is you know there's never going to be a time where someone's going to ask me, oh, what are you working on? And I don't I don't ever want to say, well, I'm in between projects right now. Yeah. I'm not doing much. <laughs> <laughs> never want to say that. <laughs> so because um, you can you know you want to you want to keep that that drive going. So I guess. Uh... To end this up, I have some final questions. What are some? Uh, what is one big piece of advice that you can say to anyone who's who has a story and is thinking, "Do I want to put this into comic book form? I do want to do it. Where do I even start? What is your biggest advice?" I think um, learning how to properly write a comic script is really important. Um, your artist will thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, because it is a little different than if all you've ever written before is prose, it's it's going to be a different way of, of constructing a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you really want to know how to write a script well. Um, I always recommend plotting out, you know, and outlining the story beforehand before you even get to the comic script writing part. Yes. Um, you really want a really well-formed idea because it's that's when so-called writer's blocks, I think, strikes is when you have maybe half the story <laughs> written in your head and then you get to that point and then you go, oh, no, now what? <laughs> and then inevitably writer's block starts. So if you can uh, get the story all out and outlined first before you start, that's going to make the process go a lot smoother. And I like how you said properly. Properly learn how to write a comic book script. There's, I as an artist, when I get a script from someone and it says panel description, the person draws their gun and then fires it. I'm like, those are two separate. Yeah, act- those are two separate actions. I can't. I cannot do both. That's my usually my day, and that's one of the first things that you're going to learn. And um, but 
it is a mistake that a lot of people do make because it's really hard to think panel by panel. Yeah. Uh, it helps to have other comics near you to kind of look at, um, pick, you know, your favorite ones that you have Mm -hmm. and just kind of keep them near you as you're writing so that you can kind of look and see how their panels go. And you're going to see that a person can't draw their gun and shoot it (laughs) in the same (laughs) panel without it, you know, without it not making sense at all. Exactly. So that's always a good, good, uh, way to kind of gauge how you should be writing. Um, final question is what, what can we expect to expect from you in the, in the coming months? So I have the first thing that will be coming out, which I'm really, really excited and honored to be a part of is, uh, issue number one of Alterna's new, uh, anthology. It came out on a Wednesday. I'm going to have a two page comic in that one, uh, with artist Javi Lapara. Oh, I love, and... oh, I love his art. I, I've lettered, I letter his work on Ayla. Alien. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, with with yeah, that's kind of how I first learned about <laughs> insane comics was through him. Yeah, he was my artist for Boot Hill, mm-hmm. and we actually have a couple other short comics that we've worked on that will be coming out soon. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah, so he's he's great, and um, we've become good friends, and it's just really easy to work with him. So we're just gonna keep on doing stuff together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I'm also part of the Corpus Anthology, which if you're on Twitter, I'm sure you've you've probably heard about, um, but uh, it's a it's a comic anthology of bodily ailments, and there's a lot of really awesome creators involved in that, and it's all uh, stories about physical and mental ailments. And I'm doing a story in that with artist Emily Pearson of The Wilds with Black Mask, so that's really exciting. And, um, and then of course, Bandera will be coming out soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say soon because I don't want to promise anything. Yeah. Don't but, do that. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I definitely don't, but, um, it will be soon. And, um, you know, I, I update regularly on my projects and what's, what's, uh, going on with all of them. So sweet. Well, everyone check out Steph. I'll put her uh, information in the description. And if you look at the screen, her, twitter bio will be her twitter handle will be on there so thanks so much steph for being on thank you it was a lot of fun boom all right everyone thanks for listening this is another episode of draw and talk hit the subscribe button if you want more videos um and if you don't want to subscribe it's whatever so thank you guys for (laughs) listening